Welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show, brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. Welcome into this edition of the Keystone Kickoff Show, brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. KeystoneSportsNetwork.com, Dawson Hawkinsmith, Greg Pickle, we're here for about the next hour talking some Penn State football, a little Penn State hoops at the end as well. We're going to kick off with our usual news and notes from the weekend. I want to talk about the Browns trading for Tyrod Taylor and what that means for Saquon Barkley. I know that it's probably been beaten around a little bit over the weekend, but I want to talk about it anyway. Sure. Uh, we'll talk some spring practice. I'll say priorities, but maybe some of the things that we w- hope to learn by the end of spring practice about this team. We'll look at the depth, the depth chart at wide receiver, continue that series as well, and as I mentioned, talking Penn State basketball. Now, officially, I think we knew it this time last week, officially going to the NIT, playing Temple. Uh, so we'll talk about that with Jeff Brown. Let's get into the news from the weekend. I do want to lead with uh, Saquon Barkley and the Cleveland Browns. So they traded a third-round pick for Tyrod Taylor, a guy that the Buffalo Bills were probably going to cut. But they also made a trade for Jarvis Landry. Yep. Uh, they also made a trade for Demarius Randall. It's a team that I think is trying to graduate from having – you know, two thirds or three quarters of its roster being all first, second, and third year players, just getting some of these veterans and maybe take it to the next level. But I think the obvious thing from our standpoint is it definitely lessens the urgency with that number one and with that number four pick to take a quarterback. And most people w- do believe that that means Saquon Barkley is going to be the number one pick. I don't. I, it took me a little bit to process that, but I do think, and and I think it's because it's the Browns, yeah, uh, doing it. But I do think that that's that's right. I think we'll see Saquon Barkley go number one. Yeah, I think that at this point in time, it would maybe be a little bit surprising if he doesn't, uh, barring one of the quarterbacks absolutely going crazy or Barkley getting hurt between now and uh, NFL draft. I just don't see any way where you could justify him going at four. I think you see him go to the Giants at two if the Browns don't take him at yeah. one. So if you're the Cleveland Browns, you have to decide, is he worth the number one overall pick? And I think that by trading for a quarterback, they've signaled that they think that he is. And, I mean, is Tyrod Taylor a long-term answer? I don't know, but I'm not sure if any of these guys in the draft are long-term answers either. And I think that's the one problem that Cleveland has. And it's the reason one of the reasons they traded for Tyrod Taylor is because I don't think that any of these guys are necessarily can't-miss prospects at this point. So I think that they are going to take Barkley at one, and we'll see what they do at four based on who's left. Yeah, and I, I think uh, having Taylor come in there, you don't have to take a quarterback in the first round at all. You can right. you can take your time. You can wait until next year. You can take a second or a third rounder and try to spend a year or two developing. Um, the other thing I think is, is at play here is that the Browns could very well up and turn around and trade that number one pick away because – yeah, I, I think that was another it, thought. Yeah, it, absolutely. It, it's kind of the best of both worlds, where you get that position, the biggest hole in your roster situated. It's not a slam dunk that they go with Barkley at one. I think there's there's teams in the market for a quarterback who would like a quarterback enough to go to number one, and they can keep building out their roster the rest of the way. I think um, all bets are off. But if, if I'm sitting there at one and Given the intentions that they showed by getting some veteran guys, it seems like Saquon Barkley is is the last piece there. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, I think that 
they would probably need a pretty significant amount to trade that pick. But at the same time, I do think that it's a very tradable pick. There's no question about it. If, I don't know if someone's going to trade up for Barkley. I kind of doubt that. But I do think somebody could absolutely trade up for a quarterback. And the other thing I would say is, what if the Browns trade four? And then they use one not as, uh, you know, if they think they wanted somebody at four, but they want to move that pick, maybe they then take that guy at one so that they know they get him, but then get all the picks to come with it. So they have a lot of things to do here. They have some other picks that they could move later in the draft as well. So they're uh, they're really interesting. I think if it's the Browns pick, it's Barkley, no question about it. If it moves to somebody else, obviously, I think he probably goes to the Giants. What if the Giants move too, though? I doubt it, but what if they move? I mean, there's a lot of variables this year. I don't feel like there's a whole bunch of guys at the top that um, you know that are surefire can't miss prospects. So you could see a lot of teams move, and I know a lot of people like the Chubb kid from North Carolina State, and maybe someone comes up to get him. So it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. And just when you think you have it pinned down, think you have it figured out, you'll get thrown a curveball yep. here. The the question I think that a lot of people are asking is that um, the Browns, they changed their regime a little bit. Hugh Jackson is still the coach there. Is, are, are the Cleveland Browns going to break? Saquon Barkley are yeah. they, they going to ruin him them? are they going to ruin him yeah that's the question at this point I don't know I don't think so uh the other thing I, th- I thought was hilarious o- over the weekend was the pit recruiting materials that they sent out with the ES the ESPN the magazine mock-up yeah with the whatever it's called the <clears throat> volume or edition 42.39 they're still hanging on to beating Penn State and um you know, I, I think that it's it's a subject of mockery for Penn State people, from what I've seen anyway. But it's like if you're Pitt, what else are you selling exactly? Like you 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 beat you beat a couple. Were they both number one? Clemson yeah. and yep. uh, um, so you have that. But boy, it's it, there's a lot of mediocrity to try to spin into something great. And I think you probably clutch onto everything you possibly can. But it just does. It does just a. Uh, objectively speaking it just does come across as a little sad it does uh i'll be real honest with you yeah i saw that uh i saw it come out yesterday but i had no idea what penn state fans were upset about mostly because i didn't see the 4230 i didn't zoom in far enough to catch that yeah (laughs) but uh look uh nothing against adam borgost i'm sure he's a very good prospect but he's a three-star from uh, you know, that's the prospect that this mailer or this this graphic yeah. went to. He's a three-star from Michigan. He has offers from Notre Dame, Michigan, and Michigan State. I don't think he's coming to Pitt. So, um, you know, I just, I don't know. Uh, I don't see the purpose of, uh, you know, even dropping the Penn State uh, jab, if you will, in there. It's very bizarre. And I think that the other thing, too, is that, uh, you know, you would keep hearing these hints that, oh, Pitt and Penn State might renewed sometime down the road. I don't think it's going to happen. I honestly don't. And reasons, I, this is exactly why it's not going to happen. There's yeah. nothing for Penn State to gain. Only things to lose like this. What is the shelf life of 4239? Uh, clearly, 40, it's very extended. Will 4239, like a decade from now, if Penn State wins the remaining two games in the series, yeah. is 4239 still something to hang your hat on? I, I don't I mean, think, I think that so. would probably... You know, to think about that would mean that Narduzzi's around for another ten years, and I'm not sure about that. But doesn't he have like a 15 year contract or something, or what is his? He has a very lengthy contract at this point. Yeah, I think it is six or seven. Yeah, he might still be there. Fifteen times six, that'll probably be nine. Think of all the keychains he could have years. made by then. Yeah, this. I think. I think you you nailed it there. It's it's. This is exactly why Penn State would not do the keychain. Penn State would not. 
um, hover around 4239 for a couple of years, it does mean more to Pitt to try to chip away right. at the Penn State recruiting juggernaut than it does for Penn State to try to protect that. Yeah, and no. that's just the basic facts. And then you throw in the finances of the situation and the nine-game conference schedule and, yep. and all that. There's just... Yeah, there's. I, I don't know that we'll see it, and I'm not sure where the glimmer of hope that it will continue. I don't know where that's. Going I, to I don't exactly. either. It makes no sense at all because if you think about it, if you're a Penn State fan, who would you rather see, uh, Virginia Tech or Pitt? Uh, Auburn or Pitt, uh, West Virginia or Pitt. I mean, I get that some of these programs might be similar to Penn State, but uh, it just doesn't mean what it once did. I know there's a lot of older Penn State fans that remember the rivalry that lived through it, and it means a lot to them. Anymore, though, Dustin, it just it doesn't. It does not mean much of anything to anyone outside of Pitt when they win. And that's exactly why it's not going to be renewed anytime soon. And I, I, I mean, you're, a decade from now, who knows? Anything could happen. We might not even be college football in a decade. So we'll have to wait and see how it all plays out. But how the Pitt game this past year, you know, the, the energy for that and the such a strong desire to win the game and a hatred there i mean that's what a rivalry is though. right so i think from a fan's perspective um i think there's probably a, a lot of level-headed penn state fans who recognize that there's not as much to game but boy that like hatred component is there yep it's there and i, I, don't, I don't think it outweighs everything else it certainly doesn't weigh into penn state's considerations but it would be fun, I think, still to have that thing going forward. It's just not going to. I think you right. got to move on. Yep. Same, no. same, same as 4239. Yes. It's the Keystone Kickoff Show talking some Penn State football here. And I want to circle back to the NFL Combine. Bruce Feldman from SI did a little breakout thing. And basically his conclusion was, when he looked back on the Combine, was that don't doubt Penn State's testing numbers, the numbers that they release. Yeah. and. Um, I think their dimensions to the roster numbers are, are pretty honest. There hasn't been any anything resembling disappointment. Obviously not this year. Right. But everything that Penn State sells itself as, pretty much they backed it up. And it was again and again and again. And his point was, okay, Barkley was locked in as, as a 4-3-3 in the 40. That might not been have been entirely accurate. Right. But I do think that he, he could have and maybe should have run in the four high 4-3s four uh, out in Indianapolis. He went, went for a 440 and I think a 441 were his times. The other thing Feldman said was just watch for Christian Campbell because he didn't do any of this stuff there but um, he said he's told and maybe you've heard this too that a 42 inch vertical is is possible yeah. and maybe a 43 43 something in the 40. Right. That would be head turning too and he just didn't get a chance to do it out there he was a little nicked up 100 percent right dustin yeah i think that the one thing we'll have to wait and see here is what christian campbell actually does at pro day and it's one thing to say you're going to be healthy it's one thing to say that everything's going to work out at pro day it's another thing to actually do it once you had this nick uh at the senior bowl it caused you to miss the combine you know um and jason cabin is in this boat too i know we're not necessarily talking about him but i thought it was disappointing that he wasn't able to work out it was unfortunate that he had to medical issue that came up that kept him off the field because that was going to be a big opportunity for him and unfortunately it was one he wasn't able to take advantage of so it's not the same at pro day no it just isn't i agree i mean the nfl scouts might look at it differently but i mean from the general concept their perception of things 
it's just not the same. We did talk about this last week, though, and, and you know, I think it's true that uh, if you're going to do it one year, though, this was probably the year because everyone's coming to town to see Saquon Barkley, among other guys. So if you did have a year where you need it to wait until Pro Day, this is probably the one because you're going to get every NFL team in, on hand, probably multiple GMs. Uh, so I think that maybe that helps a little bit. But, yeah, it's disappointing for sure. But overall, obviously a great combine showing for Penn State, no doubting that. And also uh, the one thing I would say is that Christian Campbell has all the tools to jump out uh, at Pro Day. He just has to be healthy enough to do it. Uh, one final thing here I wanted to touch on was uh, recruiting the Andre White, the linebacker from Harrisburg. Yeah, he's a name. I think he's been a little bit more active because of that West Coast swing. Uh, went out and worked at worked out at uh, uh, what was it an opening uh, regional event in the Bay Area in California, and yep. then visited USC. Got an offer from USC. My question is, you know, how good can he be? Uh, is he just in the early stages of kind of making an ascent here by picking up some of these high-profile offers? Yeah, I think so. I think that you look at a guy in Andre White that Penn State offered early, and most just assume that was because of Micah Parsons, but it's become quite clear that, no, Andre White's actually a really good player that's going to elicit offers from all over the country. We'll see how soon the local ones come, but the, the ones that came out west it tells you a lot about the kind of prospect he is and the kind of recruitment he's going to have. Watch for him when it comes to official visit time. All right, we might even see him this spring. We're going to talk spring football, take a quick break here, look at the priorities for Penn State's program coming up right after this. Hi, this is Scott Shirley, Executive Director of Uplifting Athletes. I'd like to personally invite you to join us for a very special event. Coach James Franklin will be coming to Stocks Manor in Mechanicsburg on Thursday evening, March 15th. Come hear Coach Franklin speak about building a winning team and learn more about the work that Uplifting Athletes is doing for the rare disease community. There will be appetizers, drinks, and photo opportunities. Please go to upliftingathletes.org where you can register for tickets. We hope to see you there. 160,000 miles. That's on average how often you'll use your car insurance. But what if you could get help with more, more often? Maybe save a couple of bucks on clothes or at restaurants. What if you could even get rescued roadside when a tire goes flat or your battery dies? You can. When you're a member and your auto insurance is AAA. Insurance that's not just insurance. Talk to your local AAA agent or visit AAA.com to learn more about how AAA works at every mile. The harsh rain and wind ahead will be very tough on your roof. Prepare for the season by showing your roof you give a shingle and call Long Roofing. That's Long, L-O-N-G, the name that's been trusted by families across the Mid-Atlantic region for more than 70 years. Right now, you will get free gutters with your roof replacement from our friends at Long Roofing. Give them a call today for a free estimate on your roof at 844-405-LONG. That's 844-405-L-O-N-G. 